Um, should we just call that scary movies? What should we call that episode? Yeah, scary, scary movies, scary cozers. <laughs> so if we are going to plan to do a short news, that one will be 93. So this will be 994. Episode 994, Scary Movies. Scary Cozers. Well, featuring the Cozers. No, no, it's, it's like a joke title. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Christian, bringing you theology at warp speed. I'm Ben Anderson. Cozers, I tried to get your name dropped in the title. It didn't happen. I'm Ben DiVono. Welcome, everybody. We just recorded an episode with our friends, Melissa and Brian Cozer. And I think we explained everything you need to know at the beginning of that episode. So, Ben, let's hit the time travel music. Uh, okay. Uh, so, I will hit the button here in a second, and I will have you guys say the bumper at the beginning, and we'll take care of the music later. I don't think we can do that live with okay. this thing. Um, so, uh, uh, Ben, you can say episode... 147 no 10 to 1 episode 40 147 all right and matt um you can say what what are we calling this episode melissa scary movies october movies 2021 mm, i like scary movies or horror movies yeah, this what, is, these are not that. horror movies to that follow you tell us, up they're from... they're not we'll we'll, we'll discuss that yeah, here in a second that. Yeah, w- there's been some dissension among the ranks over here. Okay. Oh, good, because okay. I want to talk about that. But let's get recording first. <laughs> so you're saying... I'm going to get in front of you, but... <laughs> so should I call it Scary Movies October 2021? Uh, Whatever you call it, it's probably going to get re-edited. That, that's true. You right. call, I'm just gonna say that, I'm just gonna say that and I'll change it later, probably. All right, got it. All right, Ben. All right. We're the Cozers. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let me hit record. Okay. Are, am I, are we ready? We're ready. Go ahead. We're the Kozer family, and it's 10 to 1. I'm Melissa Kozer. There's Brian Kozer. It's episode 147. Scary Movies, October 2021. Thanks, Brian. I don't know what's going on. That was amazing. But that was a good opening, <laughs> I you. guess. So I'm just going to, right out of the gate, we didn't really talk about what we are doing in the episode that you heard last, the uh, the planning episode. Did you ever listen this... to that, Matt? I did. <laughs> okay. Okay. It. Well, Matt, maybe you can double check or you can uh, verify. I don't think we ever said what the criteria was for these movies. I never intended for this to be we were only watching horror movies. I was thinking I'll go through Letterboxd and Melissa can go through her list and all the movies that we'd planned on seeing at some point that's been on our watch list for years that could conceivably be a, uh, an October Halloween season movie. So horror movies, thriller movies, uh, and uh, the Wizard of Oz movies for some reason. I mean, it's got a witch. I, you know, I can almost I can almost get there with the thrillers. I, I have to object strenuously to the Wizard of Oz being included <laughs> on a horror slash thriller list. That's why it's just called October Movies, uh, okay. whatever we called this episode. So now that I've very politely ha- let Brian have his run, here's what really happened. So we were going to watch all scary movies. And then we both 
know that I'm the one that has trouble sleeping at night if we have something too scary to watch. And so he's like, okay, we'll throw in some thrillers, some, you know, some easy stuff. And then he got too attached to the, the non-horror stuff. And I was fine, for the record. We, we started off with The Witch, and that was kind of the, can I handle this? Uh, There's this one person on this call who could not handle The Witch, and it's not you, Melissa. <laughs> it's me, Matt Anderson. And I was fine, and so I was like, bring it, here we go. And so I am fully, my list is all scary movies or like ha- movies that you would watch for the month of October. Okay, well, and before we get to our criteria for our lists, let's introduce our guests. I I know uh, you've both been on they our podcast a bunch of times at this point, at and this we've point. been on yours. What's it going to end up being like ten times? Uh, probably uh, more than that with all the Wheel of Time year. stuff. And yeah, it's yeah, it's Speaking a lot. Speaking of Wheel of Time, so, I know you guys are all about Dune, but when are we going to get back to Wheel of Time? Uh, it's coming out probably, this month. Well, the, we got the show. Well, let's talk offline. Because I still have one more okay. book to read. I will say, yes, you guys, on the episode that you guys were just mentioning, you said that you've been on our show more times this year than you've had your own show, and that might be true. You've been on a ton. I, yeah, I think that that's probably true. <laughs> and considering how uh, much we hate having guests, you should take that as a real compliment. I also want to say, as you're talking we about did. the as you're talking about the criteria for this episode, basically, when I listened to your episode preparing for this episode. It seemed like it was just Brian's watch list that he's making Melissa watch. Is that true? <laughs> so let's. Yeah. Let's, yeah, it pretty much was. N- no, I Melissa. Some in, stuff in during the, the month. Yes, though. when we when we bring up the various movies, maybe we can keep a, a keep track of which one I brought to the table, which one Melissa brought to the table. But before we even get to the list, uh, let's just real quick talk about how you guys ended up on this list or uh, oh, yes. on this episode because I don't yes. I don't remember discussing it. Yeah, um, I, I invited so, myself, and, and, and that's really how it went, as I was responding to Melissa on Facebook, and it, it became clear to me very fast, looking at the list, this was before I got the whole thriller explanation, yeah. I was under the impression you guys had no clue what a horror movie was, <laughs> so I was like, somebody needs to step in here and, and take charge. Brother. Yeah. yeah, exactly, and like I... So where I was confused with your list, even after getting that explanation, and I'm still maybe a little confused, is on the one hand, I get, like, Melissa was saying, well, I frighten easily, and so let's not go super scary and everything. So it's like, okay, I can get maybe bringing in thrillers or some lighter stuff for that. But then you started with The Witch. And The Witch, in my mind, outside of maybe Hereditary, is the scariest movie of the last decade, at least. Wow. I, I think I mean, the witch is terrifying. It's super well done. But uh, so anyway, I, I threw out a lot of suggestions for you guys for next year. But I've got your whole list, um, and I don't know how you guys want to do this. But well, we can introduce Matt first because he's totally unqualified to be on an episode about horror movies. Yet here he is. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll cross post this over <laughs> at the Sci-Fi Christian. So here I am. I didn't know about this until Ben. I think I'm, uh, after the, I invited myself in the middle of one of our episodes. Ben said, "Did you know we're going to be on this episode?" I did not. Uh, but I'm happy to be here. I made my own horror list, and I don't know what my exact uh, uh, role is here tonight, but Brian and Melissa, you guys guide us, and, and we'll make it happen, Captain. All right, and maybe I'll even uh, I'll, I'll see if this works. I don't know if I can play a, a clip, but a clip from our last history uh, episode from Season 3, 
uh, where you had uh, Doug Payton on your show. Let, let's see if I can play this clip. It, it doesn't look like it's playing. No, we I'm heard sorry. it. We, we can heard it. We heard it very, very faint. Very, very faint. Oh, well, I couldn't hear it at all. I'm gonna have to figure that out. But uh, well, I will put that. I will put it into the. Uh, here, let me play the whole thing real quick, and then I will. I think I'll I don't know if we can actually hear it. Like, understand it. Turn it up low. The podcast. I do have an opening question. How dare you? <laughs> if I may, and as a follow up, who do you think you are? <laughs> Okay. Well, I don't know if you could hear it. It oh, was. I remember that. That's when he invited himself onto our show and, and over to yeah, your and, your and... apartment too. <laughs> <laughs> in a, but in a friendly way, just like so. Doug invited himself in a friendly way, and we invite ourselves in a friendly way. I don't know if I was friendly about it, but I was me about it. I just yeah. I'm just. Like, you're going to talk feel... about horror. You need help. <laughs> I can definitely picture because Ben. I don't even think you you don't listen to too many podcasts, right? No. So I can just picture you that you see horror. Uh, pop up yeah i was excited you're you're interested and then just getting increasingly crabby (laughs) i mean let me be really clear because you're you're working off of of you have the list from the episode but then the list you sent us kind of your final list is this list of 24 movies on letterboxd this is a fantastic list of movies don't get me wrong and i rank the whole thing from i've i've seen 20 out of 24 Uh, i ranked all 20 i've seen and then the four I haven't, I ranked in, in order of how likely I am to watch them. But you have great movies on this list. So your taste is impeccable. Your definition of horror is what's in, in, in question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to do just Melissa's and my list uh, here at the bo- in the body of the episode. Um, our two separate lists. As soon as we get to an ep- uh, to a movie, the first time we talk about it, we'll all four discuss it, and then oh, spoilers. Uh, e- um, yeah, Matt's interested in it. Yeah, probably light spoilers. I don't know. Use your best judgment. Okay. And then um, light to no spoilers. And then uh, at the end, we'll have you both read through your lists. Perfect. And we'll get kind of your orders. All right. And that should keep it going a little bit faster than I. I think that's a great plan. On the list. All right, so Melissa, why don't you uh, start with yours? What's your number 10? Okay, now keep in mind, I put together my list in the last uh, minute just before we started podcasting. That's that's the way to do it. Um, (laughs) And how did you sort yours? Because you didn't just sort by how you ranked them, right? So I have a a lot of inputs coming in. Uh, I have to enjoy the movie. I have to think it's an intelligent movie. Regular uh, movie scariness stuff. factored into it okay. somewhat. Okay. Uh, so I think the scarier movies are at the top of the list, uh, like at number one, two, three, and stuff. Um, but uh, overall, like I feel like these are the ones uh, best best quality, I guess, of what we watched this month. Okay, and I just mine is just by. Um, quality so it's just like if there's a comedy movie that's not as funny or sorry that's not as scary that's okay it could still be on my list for example so if you want a so, movie to watch during the you know halloween month listen to my list uh-huh and if you want if a good movie want, listen to my whatever. list all right so number 10 Heck melissa all 10 good movies my number 10 is life uh starring jake gyllenhaal and uh what's her name that's on 
Uh, she was Jessica in Dune. And oh yeah, Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so this is where people are up in the International Space Station, and they get a sample back from I think it's Mars. And uh, somewhere in the dirt, there's a there's a little single cell or- organism, and they nurture it. And uh, it's about what happens next. So this is one of the four I have not seen. And and let me tell you, you definitely have over 10 movies on your list that are better than this. <laughs> oh, I have I have some bones to pick with you on what you think is a good movie. By we'll, the way, we'll get, we'll, there. Get, we'll get there. All right. Uh, Matt, have you seen Life? No, I have not. Just so you know, Matt doesn't watch a lot of horror movies. No, but I did hear, weren't there rumors that this one was potentially a prequel to Venom? But obviously it was not. But I think they're both Sony movies. And Yeah, that not- was, it was supposed to, like, there was a theory going around it was a backdoor uh, prequel, prequel oh. to, to Venom. Uh, well, I could see I that. Yes. Now, I, I have know. a question for you, I Melissa. Okay. Based on your previous episode... And and you have to answer honestly, even though Brian's here. Would this movie still be your number ten if Jake Gyllenhaal was not the star? Oh, so you know I have an affinity <laughs> for Jake Gyllenhaal movies. Um, I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, I mean, because he didn't he didn't feature heavily like he does in in a bunch of others that we've we've watched of his. Like it was kind yeah, of a team an effort ensemble. thing. Yeah. Anna, yeah. Uh, so I, I I'm going for the story overall. Like, I wasn't sitting there thinking, uh, oh, man, they're being so dumb. You know, they're running off into the cemetery alone or something like that. Like, that, that'll that kill a movie for me, if especially a horror movie. If I'm sitting there thinking, they're making dumb choices. Was there a um, cemetery on the space station? No, there wasn't. Okay. But, you know, it, it was an example, a non-spoiler. I, I, I understood. Okay. Uh, this is number eight, maybe 19. 18 or 19 on my list so i it was fine it was good i enjoyed watching it but i don't really have anything to to say about it so well, it was a good thriller almost horror eh, yeah yeah all right what's good. your number 10 uh my number 10 is ghostbusters did that make your list yes okay so uh uh i'd never seen it before i'm a big fan of bill murray um, but for some reason, never been interested in watching this one, and uh, thought it held up well. It's funny. Um, yeah, I I uh, like the song. Great theme song. Busted so makes that's... me feel good. <laughs> that's my. So it it made ten lyrics. for me, Melissa. Where uh, or let's let's have you last. So um, we'll just go Ben Matt for I, all of these. I love so Ghostbusters. Ben, I, I absolutely love it. It's a fantastic movie. I showed it to my my older two kids less than a year ago. My son has become just a Ghostbusters fanatic. He went as a <laughs> Ghostbuster for Halloween. Uh, I agree. It holds up very well. I think I, I rated four and a half out of five um, on my list. It, and, well, I'll save it for the end so I don't break the rules. But it, it's just outside the top ten. Uh, but just a great movie. I, I love this movie. And excited for the new one. So about 10 years ago, I watched this for the first time and did not like it. Mm-hmm. But because so many people do like it, and Ben specifically said he enjoyed it, he sent me the um, digital D- code digital for this. Code. So I put this on my list of things to rewatch by our episode 1075. That's what it was, yeah. Uh, so, okay. so I'll be rewatching this one soon. 
and who knows what my new rating will be. It's yeah, a good thing I mean, you, it's, you, you didn't, interested. didn't take the time to watch it before the episode that we're doing right now. <laughs> I know. I mean, I would have loved to have watched it, but I just didn't have time. I understand. I did. I did. Uh, I'll tell you when, I, when we get to it, but I did rush view a movie that's on I, this list. I saw that. For tonight, Kozer. Yeah, so I'll tell you later. Wow. I, I did just see that pop up on Letterboxd, too. So. It was for you guys. Um, I woke up early this morning and watched a movie right, for man, the Kozers. First thing in the morning, dive right into The Witch. <laughs> how you get the that's not the one that's not the one uh and ben you can say where it is on your list we'll just oh, okay. read through yours so um, we get it all it's in, at 11 on number 11 well, on mine. Okay. oh so you're saying right i have this also ranked so we are re-ranking all the movies you sent us into our own ranking is that correct i just thought we could talk about them all once okay. and then yeah. at the end you can give your your full uh in order ranking all right so that, that this is my number 10 cool Ghostbusters right. is your number 10. That's right. Okay. And, and he doesn't Melissa, like what, it. What number is it on so your that's, list? <laughs> that tells you how the list is going. I thought it was fine. I mean, I think I gave it a three, and we'll see what my new I mean, rating is. a movie you didn't like. Yeah. Well, he hasn't seen most of these movies. Okay. Yeah, so I've only seen 13 of the movies you have on this list. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, so this one's my number six, uh, and there's nothing... S- uh, I didn't find anything scary about it at all. Sure. But it's such an enjoyable movie. It's got a killer theme song. And we never watched it. I was never interested all these years because I, to me, everything I saw of it was just one of those movies that you had to grow up watching and everybody just felt a lot of nostalgia for. And uh, so if you didn't grow up in that era watching it, it was going to be just really dumb and stupid. And, you know, you see some of the images of the ghosts and it all looks kind of campy and stuff. It, it was great for at the time, you know. It, it is campy. That I think that's part it of is. the attraction to it. Right. Mm. Well, and, and like Bill Murray was just amazing. And Rick Moranis. Oh, yep. man. One of his best, his <laughs> best roles, I think. So my number six was Ghostbusters. All right. So you ready for your yeah. number nine? My number nine was Alien. I, uh, my first introduction to the alien thing was Alien versus Predator. So I was already familiar <laughs> with, um, uh, have you seen, are, are you familiar at all with, with the aliens, Matt? Oh, yeah. He's watched all okay. the aliens. Yeah, back in 2012 okay. in preparation for Prometheus, <laughs> I watched all four of the alien oh movies, and then I watched all the Predator movies, and then I watched all oh. the alien versus Predator movies. You are nothing if not thorough. Mm. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I already knew all of like the most scary things about how they, they, you know, they wrap themselves around your head and then they burst out from inside and you know, so so on and so forth. Uh, so I, it wasn't scary to me at all, but it was it was really well done. Um, and I I have to say, like I hated Alien versus Predator, uh, but this was actually a really intelligent movie. And I liked the twist, like, partway through, I had one of those moments where I was like, okay, uh, you know, people are running into the cemetery alone and splitting off from each other. Again, no cemetery cemetery in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, But then then they explained it, uh, the, the choices that are being made. And it mm-hmm. was a really good explanation, and so that completely flipped my opinion of the movie. Yeah, I, I like the the sort of 
I like the ending where you, you can't say for sure that it's quite all going to be okay. Mm. Well, in fact, there like there is. is a follow-up movie called Aliens. I know. Which I know. <laughs> suggests there's more to the story. That's a good yes, hint. There's that. So, Ben, what do you think? I love I love Alien. I'm so glad this is higher than life. Again, haven't seen life, but I'm 100% prejudging it. Uh, Alien's a, a classic. It's it's so good. Interestingly, we were, you mentioned Dune earlier. I was watching the documentary Yodorovsky's Dune. And, uh, you know, of course, this famous version of Dune in the 70s that never happened. But Dan O'Bannon, was, who was one of the main design people around Aliens, H.R. Geiger, these are folks who like worked on Yodorovsky's Dune. And one mm-hmm. of the points they made in the documentary is that you see elements of this abandoned project in other movies. And Alien is one of the most foremost examples of that. So there's there is legacy elements from that aborted attempt to make Dune in here. But it's just a great movie. I do like Aliens better. I think I'm in the minority on that. I think Aliens, um, it it's you know same type of premise, but as a very intense uh, thriller, very intense action movie, and I just I like it better. But this is a, a great haunted house movie. Um, it's one of Ridley Scott's best and super influential on every you know type of movie like this, most likely including Life uh, to come <laughs> in the future. So love Alien. It's number ten on my list. I also love I Alien. I love how you can have so much to say about a movie that you haven't seen. Oh, I'm just getting started. <laughs> I'm just, if you think not seeing something or even not knowing anything about it, it's going to stop me from judging it. You haven't been listening to the SFC for long. <laughs> Matt, I'll just quickly say I also love Alien. It's been a while since I watched it just that one time, like I said, back in 2012. So for tonight, it's my number six, although I could see this one going higher. Yeah, and it's for me number eight. Uh, and this one was not one we had discussed. This was a last minute edition. And uh, basically, we saw life. Well, it was a couple things. I, I had always, uh, I, I knew it was a horror movie. So I had not been interested in it for a while. And then we saw another movie on uh, that might come up on one of these lists or on, on our list. And after we saw that, I thought, oh, yeah, that. I mean, chest bursting is going to be nothing compared to some of this stuff. Uh, and then the second thing was watching life and realizing it's it's like a modern or not a modern, but a uh, a more recent take on that same kind of story. So is, is that um, other movie you're referring to, The Wizard of Oz? Because <laughs> I, I mean, think once you get ch- past flying monkeys, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so. Yeah, so I liked it. It was it didn't blow me away. I think I think it might be like uh, like Matt was saying, uh, maybe one on on rewatch I would appreciate more. But I liked it enough to make it my number eight. All right, so then we're on to my we're back to my number nine, which uh, is The Shining. Oh. And. <laughs> and uh, I um, see the storm clouds building man, over Ben's head. You don't have eight yeah. better movies on your list. You don't have one better movie on your list than The Shining. The Shining is a oh. masterpiece. Ben, are you revealing The Shining is your number one of their it movies? It is indeed. The Shining is is one of the greatest things. I you you very well might be right, but I can't give it. I can't uh, say it's number one just on other people's uh, say. So I've got to tell you what I thought. 
And uh, very well, very well might be like uh, uh, Blade Runner. I think I gave like two and a half stars or two stars and didn't really enjoy it the first time. And then uh, on rewatch, it's now probably one of my, um, I don't know, 10, 15 or 20 favorite movies. Um, so it could certainly be like that. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Maybe this is this must be one of those movies where you have to be told that it's a great movie and maybe it has to uh, sit with you and maybe you have to um, see it multiple times. I don't know. What do you think about that? I, I actually don't think you're wrong at all. I, I think that's accurate. I think I, I, I don't know that that for everybody it's going to be kind of a you have to be told it is. I think for some people, uh, especially if you're a Kubrick fan, you're going to go into this. You're going to recognize a lot of things to, to glom onto uh, and go from there. But it, that's kind of the story. With Kubrick throughout his career, is that his movies are by and large dismissed when they actually first came out, and then it's been on that later reflection that they've been considered masterpieces. I think The Shining is a movie that rewards repeat viewing and very careful viewing. Uh, it's a movie that rewards obsession with it. You know, we've mentioned that documentary Room Two Three Seven, which is about people who went way too far down that rabbit hole uh, with The Shining, but it's. It's a movie that will reward you the more you consider it, the more you uh, watch it very closely, uh, the more you think about it. And I mean, uh, when I first watched it, I didn't like it because I was a big fan of the Stephen King novel. And as an adaptation, it, it's not there. Uh, coming back to it then later, uh, several years later, um, where, you know, I'd, I'd become more of a film fan. I just I, I adore this movie so much. It. It is one that I think if you do revisit it, it's only going to grow in your estimation. I, I think that I would recommend maybe watching that documentary Room 237 first, uh, not because what everybody says in there is right, uh, but you'll A, uh, there's something infectious about these these crazy people who are who've watched The Shining 10,000 times. And, and there's something about their energy that's just very infectious. But then it's also because. Uh, about a solid third of the documentary is not crazy. A solid third of the documentary are great observations and you're, you're never going to see them on your own and they will completely change this movie for you. All right. Sounds interesting. Anything to add, Matt? Well, I never wanted to see this movie ever and it took a global pandemic for me to finally sit down to watch it. So I, I mean, I think early on last spring, I decided to check this out and we did an episode on it. And I gave it three and a half stars, which I think Ben was actually kind of happy with, considering I don't like horror movies, although not ha not as happy as he would have been if I had given it a five. Right. This is my number nine on your list. All right. So so we're tracking right now. Mm -hmm. Ghostbusters 10 and, and The Shining 9. Oh, I didn't even realize that. That's it's crazy. Yeah. Melissa, what where is uh is The Shining in your top 10? It is in my top 10. All right. What what number is that for you? It's number one. Oh, what? Melissa. That's impossible. You're my you favorite poser. Come on. <laughs> You're just saying that because you knew we were podcasting with Ben. No. <laughs> it's the best movie we watched this month. What? I didn't know you liked it that much. What? What? Uh, so what really grabbed you in The Shining? Well, I mean, a lot of things. Uh, Jack Nicholson, he's perfect in his role. I think... I mean, it was awful what they did to get uh, the main <laughs> actress to be such a mess during what? her role. What do you mean? Uh, and get the true, true essence of her fear and total breakdown. But uh, 
it was well well executed and uh like my heart was pounding during the the chase in the maze and i really didn't know if that was going to have a happy ending or not mm. uh, uh all all play all work and no play makes jack dull boy <laughs> man what a great scene Mm-hmm. I agree. And then there was a moment, I don't know if you told them, where we had to pause the movie so that uh, uh, for a bathroom break. And so right <laughs> after that, uh, right after we paused, and it was right at that moment where uh, Jack is saying, do you have any idea how much I've, I, I forget exactly how the line goes, how much I've worked for this family or what I right, do My responsibility to my employers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so I, you know, I got up to go use the restroom and Brian turns and does, says that line to me and like with the exact same expression and it was awful. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> but it, it was great too. Uh, the whole thing uh, lived up to everything I've heard. And so like when a movie lives up to its hype and can't be overhyped, uh, clearly, it deserves to be number one. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Uh, it's, it's just, uh, let me say one last thing on The Shining, just to give you a tease of like the multiple layers of this movie. So Kubrick, in the second half of his career, really from 2001, after 2001 on, keeps revisiting this theme of mind control. And it's present in A Clockwork Orange, very explicitly. It's present in Full Metal Jacket. It's present in Eyes Wide Shut. And then you have The Shining. And The Shining... Uh, is about mind control the sense that the hotel is controlling, you know, controlling Jack. Uh, at the same time, all this was going on, you have MK Ultra that's that's revealed, in, you know, declassified from the CIA in the 70s. There are several references to MK Ultra throughout Kubrick's films. One of them prominently figures in The Shining early on in the scene where, where Danny's throwing darts and he sees the two twins for the first time, there's a poster on the wall prominently and it says Monarch on it. Monarch was one of the code names for MK Ultra. So ah. The Shining is playing with the idea of uh, mind control at that conspiratorial level. Oh, yeah. And hmm. like, uh, just you talking about it is bringing up more scenes that I liked how... You know, you're rooting for uh, the black guy to get up to the hotel. And when, you know, how that plays out is just pretty Mm -hmm. mind-blowing. Then It was chest-pounding for him. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Matt. I mean, Ben, spoilers. There might be somebody who's never seen the movie. That's chest-pounding. That's... Uh, the whole scene where, uh, like there's the river of blood is coming out of the elevator. Yep. That is such a creepy scene. It's so great. Yeah. Uh, the scene where they finally go, he, Jack finally goes into room 227. 237. So good. <laughs> it, it, it's not 227. Or whatever. 237. Two, 237. Two, yeah. Okay. Oh, it, it is. And, you know, and then you get all the, the imagery of the Minotaur and the Labyrinth and Theseus and all of that. It's phenomenal. I could talk hmm. about The Shining all night. Hmm. I can't believe this is your number nine, Brian. Yeah, My Brian. number nine. What a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> Solid at number nine. I mean, nine, right. out, nine out of 24 is pretty good. We're going to come it's back to nice. that for the next eight when you explain to me and justify why they're better than The Shining. But the rest of my list, solid. 
Let's continue so Melissa, on. What's your, what's your number eight? My number eight was Train to Busan. Uh, so I'm a sucker for zombie movies. Uh, I think that's probably my favorite monster genre. And uh, I thought it was it was okay. I don't feel like... I'm sure some people would find this a scary movie. But I've seen enough zombie movies to where I wasn't scared at all. But it has so much... It's got a real gut punch at the end mm-hmm. that I think made it deserve to be on this list. Train to okay. Busan yeah. is a great action movie. Uh, I love the set pieces in it. I disagree about the gut punch. I think the melodrama was so overdone in this movie. Uh, I, I have it at number you're 18. So overdone, ben. Well, uh, you know, listen, what what happened to what we had when we were talking about the shining? <laughs> I, I just it's like it's so overwrought it, it it just felt very precious to me and and i didn't mm-hmm. you know it, i guess it's effective in the way a soap opera is effective but still very <laughs> intense movie uh you know I maybe like when movie. you have maybe when you have more children the uh the father <laughs> child right. relationship will listen will i i like my kids but you know it doesn't mean <laughs> that i i need to have uh all that in a horror movie like move on (laughs) matt i'm guessing you haven't seen this one no i mean ben put it on one of his lists to watch last year and so it's been on my mind i'm slightly interested i like zombie movies sometimes there's a lot of blood but not all the time so this is not a definite watch for me but potentially which is better than some of these other movies on the list there's some movies on your list i will never see this is a maybe i think you might like it it was number. He doesn't. Like he won't like it because it's it's gory. You know, he'll give it a three star review and say how it wasn't his favorite and the gore was too much for him. I, but there were still parts where you could see why some people find it enjoyable. I can write that review right now. <laughs> why, why don't you just write it for me? Then I have to see it. Uh, you'll be too busy reading the subtitles to uh, to true. notice how gory it is. It's like sixteen for me. It was good. All right, so my number eight was Alien. We already discussed it, so we can go to Melissa's number seven. My number seven, uh, we watched a lot of classic uh, horror movies this this year, or this month, and uh, my number seven is Frankenstein, the All 1931. Right. And, yeah. Uh, it's a solid movie. Mm. I felt it did enough justice to Mary Shelley. To I be Frank. And <laughs> I'd my have to agree. Part is probably when uh, uh, the monster comes and uh, like he's wandering around the countryside. He sees the little child um, playing with the flowers, and she's not afraid of him. And you know they're they're tossing the flowers into the water, and like his sheer joy at finally uh, he's, he's spending time with another human, and they're not afraid of him. And then. Uh, because he's not been taught otherwise, he tosses her into the into the pond, and then his horror. Like Boris Karloff was just amazing mm-hmm. in his role as Frank as the monster. I agree. It's a great movie. I I think this is one of the best Universal monster movies. I have it at number twelve on my list. And Matt, I know you've seen this one. I love this one. And I've last year I started watching a lot of these older classic universal monster movies uh this one i think maybe i watched actually two years ago but today i haven't finished it yet but i'm in the middle of the third installment in this series the son of frankenstein i'm really enjoying that haven't finished it yet 
But for t- for this one, number two. This is my number two on your whole list. I love this one. Uh, yeah, this one was my seven as well. So just above Alien and The Shining. Although, hmm, I'd pro- maybe I would move Alien above it. So it would be right above The Listen, Shining. You know what? Don't try and troll a troll, Brian. Okay? <laughs> Don't try and troll a troll. I know that. I know what you're doing. I'm not going to fall for it. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, I think it starts really slowly. I think maybe some of the, uh, the, the lightning in the lab and, and some of that is maybe just a little bit too much, but it's a 90 minute movie. So it's iconic. Um, it's a, I mean, it's like it the is. scenes that it's not a night. It's a 70 minute movie. What do you want them to cut? Okay, 70. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I think if you watched a 70-minute movie and you found it too slow, that might be on you. (laughs) Uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so that was also my number seven. So, Melissa, what's your number six? My number six was Ghostbusters. Okay. So we discussed your number six. Uh, Number six, I put uh, Dracula. So the same, I think it's the, is it the year after or the same year? Same year. As Frankenstein. Same year. Both 1931. I liked it a little bit better. Um, I liked, uh, um, I not Bram Stoker. Bella Lugosi. What's the actor's Bella name? Lugosi. I like Bella Lugosi. <laughs> I I I have a hard time imagining someone doing that role better than him. And uh, we watched three or four Dracula movies. We watched three. We watched three Dracula movies. We watched one Dracula movie. Wow. And two Nosferatu's. And two Nosferatu's. And two wannabe Dracula movies. I I did like this better than either of the Nosferatu movies. Yeah. So maybe uh, uh that's maybe in, that's in, another disappointment. That, that's, that we'll is see. a disappointment. So Dracula's my number five. And spoiler alert, neither of the Nosferatu's made my top ten. So let, let hang on a second though. You you wanna you wanna throw shade at the Nosferatu's. Well, let me tell you something, cozers. The Nosferatu's are a more accurate representation of the book than they are not, and I they one hundred percent are. This no. I like this movie. I like this movie, so the book but it's is boring. It, no, the book is is nothing like uh, the not Bela Lugosi scary. movie. Sure, Nosferatu. That's okay. I love you, Nosferatu. All too. I, I liked. Lo- love you too. How, how are? Th- what is more accurate in Nosferatu? Listen, they couldn't get the copyright. They had to. They had to call it Audible. Yeah. <laughs> so they made it crap. No, it's but not the crap. Pretty the, much the same. Right? The plot is the same. It just has no, Count it's Orlock. Not. I I completely disagree. <laughs> uh, I I'm ashamed. Yes. Disgusted. I'm ashamed. I had such high hopes for both of those movies but after how you First of all, Werner Herzog, if you can't them. appreciate Werner Herzog and Klaus Kinski going at it in a in a in a vampire <laughs> movie, I I don't know where your soul is. I did so I liked that one a lot better than the original silent movie. Um that one was rough. And I, I there are a lot of completely Nosferatu the the silent I do like the the Werner Herzog better but the the silent Nosferatu is a masterpiece. Well, this I don't actually think your soul's in mortal danger. I was just trying to win a debate. Uh, 
<laughs> well, all three of these are good movies, but uh, you know, the Nosferatu are, are, are a cut above. This is my number I sixteen. Dr- Dracula is a great movie. Nosferatu in uh, the Vampire, nineteen seventy nine, is a good movie. Well, that one was less Nosferatu, nineteen twenty two. Define an import- crap. An important movie, an important movie, but not a great movie. You can watch it if you're in film school. I watched it when I wasn't in film school, <laughs> and I enjoyed it, too. <laughs> okay. So what are we on now? What? Did, that was did mul- Matt ever chime oh, in? <laughs> Matt. Matt. Yes. Jump in here. <laughs> oh, Dracula, another one of my favorites of these Universal Monster movies. This is number three on your list of 24, according to my ranking. Nice. Do you want to hear what I think about Nosferatu or not quite yet? Yes. Yeah. Are, we, are we going all in on all of them? Yeah, it's Might not on well. either Melissa's or my list, all so right, let's well, just go ahead and do I it. did like the silent film, but with that being said, it's still my number eight. I like the 1931 Dracula better than the 1922 Nosferatu. I haven't seen the 1979 Nosferatu. If Matt can get on board. right in between the two. Yeah. But, like a hot dog in a bun. <laughs> <laughs> what about... Uh, is uh is it David Eggers? Yeah. Robert Eggers. Uh Robert Eggers. He's he's had this kind of out there for a long time. I don't know if anything's ever happening with it, but I I would love to see it. That could be pretty good. All right. Well, 10, you, and, 9, 8, you and Melissa would just crap all over it <laughs> like you do all the time with Nosferatu, but I'd enjoy it. <laughs> Probably so. Uh so that was my number Six. Uh, so we're to Melissa's number five. And her five was Dracula. Uh, so we'll go to my number five, uh, which. Uh, so, I, so my last three, Frankenstein, Dracula, and now five is Young Frankenstein. I love which Young Frankenstein. My parents loved we had it on VHS. In fact, I think we had, I think my parents had recorded it on VHS off some, um, uh, they'd recorded it off some uh, uh, channel and then put a stamp. They got a stamp from the post office of Young Frankenstein and stuck it on the VHS tape. I remember that vividly. So I've always been aware of it. I'd seen clips of it before and didn't think it was funny and had seen clips of, um, uh, Mel Brooks uh, before and didn't think I was a Mel Brooks fan. And, uh, but this was, it was hilarious. Uh, you definitely have to watch Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein uh, before you see this. But, uh, oh, I guess, have, I guess all those boring lightning parts you didn't like came in handy <laughs> for this movie. <laughs> Look, Frankenstein's a good movie. Uh, but Young Frankenstein. Is a better movie. Uh, I I have it below Frankenstein, but it's number 15 on my list. But I I think it's very funny. I love this movie. I do think it maybe loses a little bit of steam towards the end, as Mel Brooks movies tend to do. Uh, But I I think it's hilarious. I agree with everything you said. So I haven't seen Young Frankenstein. Is it about the son of the original Dr. Frankenstein? You'll just have to watch the movie. Because I'm watching a movie right now about the son of the original Dr. Frankenstein. Oh, 
I wonder if it's. Do you think Young Frankenstein? It's not a Okay, so spoilers there. Well, okay, it's, I haven't seen it. It's not related so, to the one you've seen. So did, I'll keep just kind of had the the winds go out <laughs> of your sails there, Matt. All right, all right, uh, Melissa, how about your number four? Okay, well, before we move on, oh, Young Frankenstein, Melissa. I liked Young Frankenstein a lot. It didn't make my top ten, but it's my eleven. Oh, close. Uh, it was unfortunate that we had to watch The Bride of Frankenstein to better appreciate it, but it was, it's a what? sacrifice that's worth making. <laughs> Bride of Frankenstein uh, is great. Wait, No, did, it's not. Did you not like Bride of Frankenstein? No, it was Cozers. garbage. It wasn't garbage like Nosferatu. From the 1920s was garbage. Uh, Can we talk it about was, it? It, it, it was it was barely above. Yeah, go ahead, man. If it's not on either of your list, let me just say right now, this is my number one of all of nice. your movies. I ranked Bride of Frankenstein oh, number one. This what's not to like? First, I mean, it builds. It's on, like Frankenstein, but with a bride. It builds on the greatness <laughs> of the original Frankenstein. Adds in a bride plus a, a like a, a creepy uh, evil doctor uh, that's not Doctor Frankenstein. A whole different <laughs> evil right. doctor who has. Like shrinking powers, People I can't. Jars. I can't remember. <laughs> but I I agree. This is a great movie. That was. I love it. This is a five star for me, and I'm not exaggerating. I love the Bride yeah. of Frankenstein. No, look, it's exa- It's it's a it's everything Ben hates about the Marvel <laughs> universe. It's copy and paste of Frankenstein, except oh, we're, we're it's we're making something new. We've added a bride. But it's the exact same plot. What about the well, guy with shrinking powers? And Boris Karloff's acting wasn't as good. Well, okay. This is I, an iconic movie. It is iconic. And I was thinking later, after I wrote my Letterboxd review, um, where I think I said, don't watch it. You said, oh, just I would watch say, the original. You, wow. were, you were very dismissive. I, 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 I was. I, I've, I rescind that. I think if you're not going to read the book then there's definitely some iconic parts of the story that you're missing out if you don't see Bride of Frankenstein. And you should watch it so you can watch Young Frankenstein. But the first one is definitely better than Bride. But if you're going to watch Young Frankenstein, and I do recommend it, then it's worthwhile to watch Bride. We all are pro-Bride of Frankenstein is what I heard. Next. <laughs> all right, Thumbs so up. On to my number four is, I don't know if you've seen this one, Ben. It's a tale of two sisters. I watched it last night. Ah. Oh, I thought it was it? okay. Oh. It's well, number 19 on my it, list. So I was going to recommend it to you. I, I did enjoy it. I actually, of uh, just of the 20 movies I've seen, I like 19 of them. So I like this movie. But it, it just comes in at night number nineteen for me. I, like I said, you guys have a really good list. Well, Thank I you. thought this was the fourth scariest movie that we watched, and this one actually did give me a couple of nightmares. Was it the creepy so, ghost? Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, that was that was so good. The twist. Yeah, but I feel like uh, Japanese horror has been doing that for a long time. Hmm. I, I like the movie. I like the movie. new to it. It impressed me. I think this is our first Asian country horror movie. Well, so if you're well, an well, Asian we, aficionado sure. like me, we, this... we saw Train to Busan first. Uh, okay. 
Well, having having spent a lot of time with Asian movies, I can right. say uh, the the novelty of that didn't impress me. But I did enjoy the movie. I liked it. I'm trying it to elicit a, 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 a response for for towing the line of semi-offensive <laughs> things to say, and it's not working. <laughs> Never mind. I'll have to try harder. Uh, I'm going to skip over Matt because I know you haven't seen it. True, and. It was. I don't it was see good. this as one that you would enjoy, Matt. It was no, no. Okay, thanks everybody. <laughs> it was scary. Uh, I think I gave it like three and a half stars. It's prob. I think it's my maybe fourteen on my list. Fourteen, fifteen. Okay. Uh, so my number four is Fargo, which I thought was, uh, an amazing movie. Yes. And uh, love Marge. And uh, love the small town uh, characters and uh, 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 what's her name? Frances McDormand uh, and her husband and the uh, character that plays her husband. Norm. I liked a lot. Norm, son of a Gunderson. <laughs> I love Fargo. This is my number four, too. This is such a great movie. Okay. I, I adore Fargo. Uh, it's. It's like a Western, but it's set in Minnesota. It's a Midwestern. Mm. But just that, if you think about like what makes a good Western, it's kind of that classic morality tale. And, you know, it's like where Marge says at the end, all this for a little money. You know, there's, it's, it's like, that's exactly the type of moral you would get in a, a classic Western. Uh, this movie's so good. Uh, it's, it's mm. so funny. Uh, it, it's endlessly mm-hmm. rewatchable. I love Fargo. This is a top all time movie for me. I like how it's obviously very heightened reality, like with the accents and things, but still feels completely believable. Yeah. And, you know, Marge is such a great character. And part of why she's great is that she is naive. Like she gets it wrong. She she believes Jerry. And then it's only when she realizes that other guy deceived her. Does she go back and and start to investigate? And Mm -hmm. it's it's like in an era where. female protagonist is is code for take a male character and just give him a, a coat of paint and, and cast a woman it's like no marge is a female character she's pr- aggressively pregnant she's she's mm-hmm. very feminine but she's also the hero it's, it's it's phenomenal it's so so good yeah yeah no matt? this this is a really good movie not your turn Sorry, matt's matt. turn I do not like Fargo at all. <laughs> I would almost say I hate it, but I, I see I gave it three stars. Uh, it's, that was probably to avoid getting yelled at. Uh, it was way too dark for me. I mean, yeah, there were some funny parts, but way too dark for me. It's not that dark. It's way too dark for me. No, but even for you, it's not that dark. I'm defining what's dark for me. What's so dark in it? I haven't seen the movie recently enough to quote you or you know quote lines or tell you about scenes, but I just can tell you what I wrote. Was the, it when the guy goes through the wood chipper? Because that's funny. That's I, a joke. I can see from my review, I said too dark, and I just know I have negative feelings attached to this film. And I, only, I just watched it for the first time within the last one year. So this is a very recent first time viewing for wow. me. The wood chipper I, I scene is great. See how you find the wood chipper part funny, but it was. Are you kidding me? He's <laughs> it's jammed. It's, the guy is jammed. It's so darkly funny, and then he's, he's got like the log, and he's trying to slam him down there. It's hilarious. 
So I'm I'm good. Well, Th- those are my a thoughts. Really good movie. And if I was not uh, staying true to the theme of the month, then this would have made my top ten. But the, I don't consider this a Halloween movie. I agree. I will say we were talking in in the Minnesotan accent a whole lot after after watching this movie. We we were just loving their accents. Well, you go north of the cities into rainy territory, and yeah, you'll you'll find them up there. Of the thirteen movies I've watched that you presented for me to uh, rank, this is my number twelve. Mm. Oh, so, Matt, are you moving to Wisconsin or Indiana, Michigan? You're gonna have to leave the state, I believe. I mean, I don't even. I'm not sure there. I could be wrong about this. I don't know if there is a Fargo, Minnesota. Fargo is in North Dakota, right? Or? Yeah, the movie begins in, in Fargo, is. North Dakota. Okay. Though that bar actually used to be in downtown Minneapolis, so right. even that initial scene is shot in Minnesota. Oh, that's cool. All right. Uh, so let's see. Melissa's number three. My number three was The Witch. Now yes. I would not say this is a scare scary movie. This is a <laughs> disturbing movie, very, very disturbing. Mm. But I don't, I don't consider it scary. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think that for me, like if you're saying scary as in like jump scares and everything, I don't, I don't find that type of thing scary either. I think scary is unsettling, and the witch is very, very unsettling. Uh, having yes. watched The Shining, did you pick up on any of the visual references to The Shining throughout? No. Well, um, we watched I mean, this first, okay. and then oh, we yeah. watched The Shining. Like, yeah. When when the boy um, gets to the witch's hut, and she yeah, kind of yeah. seduces him, it's it's, it's very much a, a shot in parallel to Room 237 uh, with yep. The Shining. Oh, no, I didn't pick yeah. up on that. I love The Witch. The Witch is a masterpiece. No, it's a really good movie. And we had a lot of uh, discussion after it, afterward about how, uh, I don't know, just... Like there, so much could have been, uh, I, I don't even know how to say it, but just um, the characters felt so real, mm-hmm. not uh-huh. just uh, based on uh, caricatures of. Yeah, it wasn't like evil Puritans. Yeah. Yeah. So when I saw this right. in the movie theater, I was watching it. I was really into it. I was enjoying it. And then the movie feels like it's wrapping up. I'm thinking, I, I feel like I need just. There, there needs to be something else at the end here. Enter Black Philip. And ah, I mean that—that's oh, so terrifying. Oh right. man, that—that <laughs> that is that. I think that's the most frightening part. Right yes, there. yes, yes. It, it is. I. It's such a good movie, Matt. If Fargo was too dark for you, I would not recommend The Witch. Okay. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of things about this, yeah. and none of them make me want to see it. Yeah, and Ben, you had asked. Why did we start with this one? I wanted to go ahead and decide at the beginning of the month, are we going to have to toss out horror movies from this list or are we going to be able to to stay on this path? So it was a it was a uh, a consummate a, win. A, well, what, I think you're the, you're ready it? for the the exodus or the exodus <laughs> the exorcist <laughs> next year. You know, I actually yeah. am interested in the exorcist now. Good. Yeah, you'd you'd be fine with that. You know, I just want to say we've never Ben and I have never done an episode like this where we come together with the same list and then rank them ourselves. I, I like this format. You should do it again next year. Yeah, but let me help right. you with the starting and, list. And and invite us. 
I like it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we're going to be doing something like this, but bigger next year. So okay. we'll we'll see uh, if we do one just for the uh, for the scary movies. We'll have to talk about it. Um. Okay. Uh, the witch was my number twelve. So not as good as Ghostbusters, mm. but much scarier. If I was ranking like <laughs> Melissa on That's scariness, true. it is scarier <laughs> than Ghostbusters. Yes, and I liked it. I like it. It's I. I like it. I like all these movies that are on my top. I don't know. 13, we'll say. Um, so, or top top 15 or so. So, my number three is probably also not on Melissa's list because it's not a Halloween movie or necessarily a scary movie, but it was on this list and it's a great movie, No Country for Old Men. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yes. Uh, I think this is another one where uh, just thinking about it, even just like the day after thinking about it, it had gone up in my in my uh, estimation. This is my number two, and No Country for Old Men is a masterpiece. It is a it is one of the great movies of the twenty first century. Mm. Wow i I could not believe how well adapted the book was. Uh, yep. Like I don't I don't know that I've ever seen a book that was reproduced so faithfully, so perfectly in movie form. It It's so good. This is a movie, every time I come back to it, I'm just in awe of how, of what they managed to accomplish with this film. Uh, it's the Coen brothers' best work. And I say mm-hmm. that as somebody who is a diehard Fargo is their best. It will never be top for years, but no, no country for old men is their best work. It's Javier Bardem is one of the best movie villains of all time. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. I love it. So, you guys, I haven't seen it. Would you recommend it to me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. What? But, no. Well, I, do you think I'd like it? I don't know, but you know, sometimes there's just things you should see. And this is one that you should see. Brian, I trust you. Tell me, Matt. <laughs> you're you're going through your your uh, trying to watch a lot of westerns. This yeah. is like a modern. This Western. is a western. That's well put. So you're okay. saying, Brian, I'm, I'm trusting you. You're saying I should watch this movie. Yes, Brian. I would say no to the witch. Yes to No right. Country for Old well, Men. Of course, he shouldn't watch the witch. We'll see. Yep, but see if I throw out that, then oh, I build true. credibility. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Good, good, see? good call. No, yes, I, I think you should. It's not. It's not a horror movie. How gory? A lot is of that, these Brian? are horror movies. How gory is this movie? I, I don't remember. Lover. Bambi level four. Yeah, <laughs> I think you'll be okay. It's man. fine. It's western. It's it's like a Clint Eastwood. I have yeah, on my I phone. Mean, like, on my there's phone, there's gonna be some gunshots. You know, yeah. and some wounds like that, but you're not gonna be looking at severed limbs or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, so on my phone, I have a, a shortcut to go to IMDb, so I can always check the parents' guide. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to right now see what the violence and gore is for this movie. Well, when they just list it out, of course it's going to sound bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, make, that doesn't make any sense what you just no. said. <laughs> it's, 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 it's listed without context. Well, the context doesn't make it. Oh, look at this. Rated R for strong graphic violence? Yeah. That's not <laughs> no. gore. Oh, no. The violence and gore has a... There's 19 incidences of it. 
in a two-hour movie. You're fine. Yeah, well, they're listing everything like oh. exactly. He licked his finger. Yeah, he exactly. stubbed his toe. He stubbed, stubbed his toe. The parent guy gives you a list, but he then got it, also, a it also like rates it, and this is rated severe. Yeah, so, for wow. it's a parent's guide. This is like don't bring your ten-year-old to it. Still. All right, I think let- the most gory thing you'll find is a man operates a little bit on himself. But I think you like what? What's that uh, ship movie that's got the the two guys that Master and Commander? Yeah, don't you like Master and Commander, Matt? Uh, you know, I've seen it, but I don't remember it, so I I wouldn't say I like it. I I would say I've seen it. Uh, you you got to watch this movie. Yeah, you should watch it, and then, and then you, you we'll... can give it your three star rating and, and get yelled at. And we'll have a fight about it, and it'll be a great episode. All right. <laughs> So that was my number three. Melissa, number two. All right, my number two. Uh, so Ghostbusters was... I had two really big surprises this month. Uh, movies I wasn't expecting to love as much as I did. Ghostbusters was the first. Um, I mean, I guess it was the second. We watched it later. Uh, just this past Sunday. But... Um, the other one that I was really surprised how much I enjoyed it was The Thing. Yes. My number two. Yes. I'm so glad that and you said The Thing. I mm. fully expected this to be uh, in another nostalgia. It kind of started the genre. You know, mm-hmm. it's sort of a, a Night of the Living Dead where it's good and it was good for its time but i think there's better movies okay, now okay stop night of the living dead is a great movie so let's just let's back that trade up let's get back to talking about how great the thing is the thing is amazing it's amazing i was so blown away that like right from the start they take the issue seriously uh and every step they take you're not sitting there thinking, well, I would have done this, and this would have been clearly a better thing to do. Uh, it's so good, the way it just ramps yes. up. The ending, ambiguous, fantastic, and I don't think it's a scary movie, but it's so disturbing, uh, all the ways that the thing manifests itself. Uh, agreed. Agreed with everything you said. And They're shooting at this dog from a helicopter at the beginning. You're like, what is wrong with these people? It's a dog! No, it's and the, the thing. And the, the blood testing scene? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I think that, that might be my second favorite. Uh, my favorite scene is when they're trying to restart the one guy's heart. Uh, <laughs> yes. And yeah. With, yep. with the cardio. Mm-hmm. EKG. Uh, yeah. So I, as a rule, I hate jump scares. I think they're lazy. There are a handful of jump scares that are completely defensible and masterfully done, and the blood testing scene is one of them. Yes. Matt, what did you think of the thing? Well, there's only one movie I like less than Fargo (laughs) on this list. (laughs) So of the 13 that I've seen, this is my number 11. I did not like the thing. I just watched it this year. Um, this is on one of my lists of things to watch. Uh, for your listeners that don't <laughs> know... It, it was a thing you watched. Uh, your, your listeners may not know this, but Ben and I on our podcast every year create a list of things to rewatch and a list of things to watch, and we give ourselves 100 episodes to do it. So this is on one of my lists, I believe. And uh, you, what, what did you say? Disturbing, Melissa? Uh, I, w- I would say disgusting. <laughs> I was. This one was... 
like I said, uh, Fargo was too dark. This one was too yeah, gross. In fact, you wrote basically the same review <laughs> for, as you did for Fargo. This one was too gross. <laughs> yes, you said, I like the idea for the story as well as the tension created by the nature of the plot, but the movie was a little too gross for my liking. When I, I say I can write your reviews for you, yeah. it's like you, you throw out, this is the Matt Anderson formula. Yeah. You throw out an initial sentence or a couple of clauses. Like nice things. Nice things. Nice, nice things. And then we hit with the but, and then you say this movie was a little too blank for my liking. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's the formula. Yeah. So this one, though, definitely had star elements that were intriguing, but not enough for me to actually like this. I gave it three stars. I don't know. The thing and Fargo both got three stars for me. I think that's too high. Again, it's Look, it's because you know you're going to come in here and you'll stave me off if you do at least three stars. Three stars. <laughs> this is the other component to your ratings. Three stars is like your hold the line, stave off Ben rating. I don't know. I have been thinking, you know, I, this is a whole side tangent. I've been thinking about drawing a line in the sand maybe next year and just saying no more three-star raids. I have to either choose. Do I like this or not? It's either going to go two and a half or three and a half. I just hate when I see a three-star raid. It doesn't tell me anything. So yeah. tells you the movie was I. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure I'll do that, but I have this idea to just change up my whole rating system, but that would really mess up past ratings. So I don't know what it's I'm going to do. It's a conundrum. I, yeah. I mean, I don't see what you can how you can have a problem, Matt, with yeah. a severed head that shoots out a tentacle and pulls itself along and mm-hmm. then eventually sprouts spider legs and just crawls off. Yeah, exactly. it's not, like, I, I agree completely, actually. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's just a monster movie. It's just a movie. It's, just, it's fun stuff. <laughs> Uh, but listen, I thought you were going to make my point for me, and then you went all sarcastic <laughs> and wound up undermining me. <laughs> Don't do that. No, but like that's it's it's actually one of the scenes I love the best because it's so disturbing. Yes, and you you think that it's uh it's gonna get away, and then they like they finally torch the body, they turn around, and they just stare nonplussed at it for a moment, like. And you're making me want to go home and watch the thing. It's so great. Yeah. Yeah, the thing is my number one. And uh, to say what Melissa said a little bit differently, I think a lot lot of horror movies go for the Jaws route of you've got some people not taking it seriously. Some people are are inept and they don't want it to be true. And so uh, the monster uh, runs havoc until the serious people take over at the end. And this movie is just all professionals. Everything they do is reasonable. All the steps that they take are correct. And it's too questionable success. <laughs> uh, and it's that's one of the reasons I, I really liked it. And the setting is great. Characters are all great. What a great movie. I didn't expect to like this one this much. Because I knew this one was, was uh, uh, supposed to be pretty pretty uh graphic i guess and so no. yeah this was the one after we watched the thing i was like oh yeah we can handle alien yeah <laughs> all right so that so, was my number two the thing and that was my number one uh so my number two i think is the last one for us to discuss and then yeah, we're, we're wrapping number up one was the shining yeah so my number two wait, is wait. um can i stop you why do you guys think yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm really asking this question You've, you've all seen now Alien and The Thing. 
I like yeah. Alien, but I don't like the thing. What's the difference? I have no idea because the Alien, like the chest bursting scene, is grosser than anything in the thing. In, in part because it's more realistic. Yeah. So there's something. I'm not. I don't have the answer. I'm just proposing it to my three friends. I don't know why I like Alien, but not the thing. If I, if my argument is the thing is yeah, too gross, I've, I've been thinking about that with you for a long time, and I have not arrived at an answer. But you are my ten uh-huh. year plus project, and I will get there. <laughs> Spaceships, outer space. That's you like true space. I mean, they're in space. I you mean, like there the is an alien, there. right? Isn't no, the thing? but you do like. I think things do change for you once you introduce a spaceship. Actually, you've said in the past I don't like space. Uh, you yeah, <laughs> it's I'm a conundrum. So <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you guys can think know. about that, and we can move on I'll to Brian's number what a two. Yeah, my number two, and Melissa didn't remember. Melissa's were Halloween movies. I was just rating ranking them how I rated them. So my number two is Parasite. Yes, which uh, I I think everything about it has already been said. It it won Best Picture. It yeah. was. It deserved to win Best Picture, apparently. It's an amazing movie. And uh, I think the only thing I'll add um, is uh, I think even you guys were talking about it in your Dune review, how a lot of times in movies, uh, even in dramatic movies, there's the tendency to throw in jokes and um, like to counteract the drama. Yeah. And for some reason... I don't I don't know enough maybe about how movies are made or the the art of that to know why but for some reason those worked it works together like they'll build drama from things that were previously jokes and the way that they blended the drama and the comedy together was was really well done 100% agree this is my number 3 uh it's a masterpiece I love parasite I I I just and not only not only comedy and drama but uh thriller horror there's so many genres and this movie moves effortlessly between them it's wonderful matt well we can all finally agree after my three <laughs> universal monster movies parasite is my fourth on your list i also love this one and i remember having a fun episode where we talked about this a couple yeah. years back yep uh we went back and listened to it it was a good episode. Uh, the last thing I'll say about it, and then we can move to you guys can read through your lists. Uh, this was a movie for me where it was like you're wa- as you're watching it, you know it's a great movie. Yes. So I don't know why some movies are like that, and some movies are are things you have to have to sit with longer. But there it is. I agree completely. All right. All right. So Ben, why don't you read through your your one through ten. If there's any on the list, well, let me. I'll just outside. go quickly through all these. Yeah, I, I, I like to uh, to take extra time for myself. Uh, the four I haven't seen: The Burbs, <laughs> Life, Night of the Comet, Happy Death Day. That's the order of how least likely to most likely I am to watch them. I have no interest. Well, in we burbs. haven't seen The Burbs or Night of the Comet either, all the way through, because we we we, abort, quit. we push the abort button on those. Yeah, The Burbs <laughs> looks terrible. Crap. All right. Yeah, I, th- I think you can skip all four of those. I, I think I probably will. Number 20, starting then, Paranormal Activity. I admire its indie roots, zero budget, but not a good movie. Tale of Two Sisters, Train to Busan, Bride of Frankenstein, Dracula, Young Frankenstein, that's number 15. The Blair Witch Project, which I think is actually a pretty fantastic movie. 
uh, once you get past the whole hype. Notorious, Frankenstein, Ghostbusters, moving into the top 10, Alien, The Wizard of Oz, which I was tempted mm. to just not rank at all because I object to it being on this list, but it is a great <laughs> movie, so I had to play fair. The Witch, Nosferatu, the old one, Nosferatu, the new one. Oh, yeah, that's two Nosferatus in the top 10. Take that, cozers. <laughs> uh, number five, The Thing. Four is Fargo. Three is Parasite. Two is No Country for Old Men. And number one, in a class all of its own, is The Shining. You know, I think if Werner Herzog had named it Nosferatu. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Maybe, he was bang- maybe he was saving that for the sequel. Yeah. Nosferatu, too fast, too furious. <laughs> uh, uh, Matt, what what's your list? All right, I'll give you my ranking in just one second. I'll, I'll say, based on our conversation, I think I might fast track watching Young Frankenstein. So thanks for that. Uh, I've been intrigued by Happy Death Day, but solely because I love time loop stories and I just watch anything with that. And of course, I I'll, think I'll, you would enjoy it. Yeah, I'll watch the uh, 1979 Nosferatu eventually. In fact, I plan to watch it right at the same time I watched the original and. and Never got to it. So that's that. But Ben, would you mind helping me count down? We'll, do, we'll start at 13. 13. I watched the Blair Witch Project back in high school. I don't have fond memories of it, but I have seen it. 12. Fargo. 11. The Thing. 10. Ghostbusters. 9. The Shining. Uh, 8. Nosferatu, 1922. 7. The Wizard of Oz, which technically I haven't seen in 10 to 15 years, but I remember liking it, so I put it pretty high. 6. Alien. Five. Five is an Alfred Hitchcock movie I watched this morning just for you guys, and then we didn't even talk about it. It's Aww. called Notorious from 1946. I did not see that coming because it has Nazis on it. <laughs> Four. Uh, Parasite. Three. Dracula. Two. Frankenstein. And one. The Bride of Frankenstein. Hit that music. Wait, did you like Notorious, oh, Matt? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's my number five. I give it four. Yeah, but, but you I, don't like most of the movies on I this was, list. I uh, was... I was leaning towards four and a half, but I thought, well, first time viewing, I'll go with four. I don't know. I feel pretty positive towards it, though, right now. It's so. a four and a half for me. I, okay. I like it. Maybe I should change it. I'm kind of in the mood to change it to four and a half. Do it. I mean, just now, I was thinking four. That's low. All right, four and a half. I gave it a Matt Anderson three and a half. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, was, it was good. Uh, Wizard of Oz, five stars for me, but I also didn't want to put it in my top ten for this. And... What was the other one? Uh, there was one, one other one. Oh, Blair Witch Project. I thought it was, it was good, and for how little is shown on screen, I think it has like a, a maybe the highest ratio of how scary it is to how scary. Yes. What you see. Dollars okay, to so fear see, makes sense. This was another one that I wanted to quit partway through. I was so disengaged from it. Uh, I I liked Paranormal Activity. Uh, Blair Witch Project just was really annoying to me. Now Aww. I think I think if I had watched this in the theater when it came out, and there was the possibility that this could be true, yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, oh. oh man, I, I probably would have been all over this movie. Paranormal but, Activity has the dumbest characters to ever be put on screen. They find well, the demonic hoof prints. The they find characters. demonic hoof prints, and they are still debating whether or not it's time to call the exorcist. That is how yeah. stupid these people are. The Ouija board sets itself on fire, and he's like, I don't know, babe. Let's just give it another night. See what happens. No, I hated him, yeah. It was no, the, he, he the dumbest characters I've ever seen in a movie. But 
I think, I don't know. I know everybody praises the shaky camera and fuzzy settings because it, uh, you know, adds to the realism and so forth. And I get that. I understand. It just, it made it very hard for me to watch Blair Witch Project. It was kind of uh, hurting my, my head and my eyes a little bit just because it was, it was getting so, so, so hard to watch. Um, and and the ending, yeah, good ending, but a little too little, too late. All right. Well, the music is playing after we do post-production. We'll say, uh, let us know what your favorite scary movies are, which movies we were wrong about or right about, which ones we should do next year. You can email us, tto at coser.us. You can go to our website, tto.coser.us slash 147 and leave comments. Matt's left comments, and I appreciated that. Ben has emailed. That's how we got onto this. Well, Facebook message, right? Oh, man. Yeah. Email. We got so many comments. comments on this show. Like It was bringing all the horror fans out of the closet. It was amazing. I, I know you guys. I, I'm, I'm sure that uh, they're going to hear my uh, reactions, and I'll be the most hated person on this episode, because I <laughs> technically don't really like horror. What do you mean, don't really? No. You, you, you hate horror. I technically... Hate horror, although there are some movies I like that are horror. That, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, and I know you guys don't do feedback or you don't care about feedback now that you've hit the big time. But for two regular folk like us, we enjoy getting the occasional feedback. So send us an email, leave a comment on the website, and uh, we'll be back. Oh boy, I don't know what we're going to be podcasting about next. Well, you do. I, I'm I'm kind of serious, but if you say no, I won't be offended. Let's do this exact same thing next month for Christmas movies. Exact same thing. You guys make the list. Ben and I will watch them. I don't know if I want to watch 25 yeah, Christmas movies. Just, make, just no. make, a, make a shorter list. I'm not on board with that. How about, how about 15? I'm not. I'm, on... I'm guessing you'll have seen a lot of them already. Hey, so how see... about Matt? You've seen a lot of Hallmark movies. How about you no, You we're... recommend the ones that you actually think we would enjoy not watching? You no, you won't not like any of the Hallmark <laughs> ones. No, I, I'm saying you guys pick a real list of good 15 good Christmas movies. We'll re-rank them. I'm sure, Ben, you've seen most of them. You're shaking your head like you haven't seen Christmas movies. You have. Wonderful Life will be there. Don't worry. So how how do you like we'll that see. idea, Cozers? That's a, I like it. That's a possible. Uh, we'll see. All right. We'll talk about we it. We got a hard stop air. tonight, and we got more to record. Yep. We got to stop. Uh, hey, uh, I, I might cut all this out and put it at the end. Uh, so let's say here at the end, uh, what do we say? <laughs> this has you, been 10 to 1. I'm, to 10 I'm, to one. I'm Brian Cozer. I'm Melissa Kozer. I'm Ben Kozer. I'm Matt Anderson Kozer. <laughs> and you've been listening <laughs> to 10 to 1. And then what I had originally th- been thinking, uh, we would put at the end, we'll do this and then we'll we'll let you guys go. Uh, we all saw it in October. It even has some horror-ish elements. Where would you put Dune on this list? That's my number. added Dune. Yeah, number one. I love Dune. Number one. At this point, I would probably put it number five. So, The Shining, No Country, Parasite, and Fargo ahead of it. Uh, Melissa? Well, clearly, it's a... If we're going based on, like, how great of a movie it is, it'd be one or two. Uh, It has a Halloween movie. I mean, it probably falls pretty low down. For me... No, I think I'd also say five after The Thing, Parasite, No Country for Old Men, 
and Fargo. It's a great movie. It was great. We have to rewatch it. We've still only oh, seen yeah. it the once. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye, friends. Hey, Brian, hey. what day can I post this? I don't want to interfere with your posting schedule. I think Friday. I'll probably post this. And All right. Ben, what? Come on, man. I'm working Amazon on it. Prime is putting out Wheel of Time this month. Uh, I'm dying to I'll, read the next book. Well, get get started reading it. I'll message you. Okay. I'll message you. How about where? Uh, what is the next book? Are we doing New Spring? Yeah, we're doing we New doing Spring next? and Edge of Dreams or Knife of Dreams or whatever it is. Nice. We're doing those two together. Okay. Okay. At the same time. Okay. All right. Thanks for inviting yourself on. Thanks oh, for coming along. Yeah, man. My, pleasure. So <laughs> my pleasure. My pleasure. A lot of fun. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Goodbye. Right, you too. Bye. Bye. We're, we're back. back. Hey, everybody. Uh, that was the episode. Ben, do you have any closing thoughts on yeah. that? Or was there any that you were surprised I hadn't seen? No. Was there any su- that you were surprised I had seen? No, I think I knew what you'd seen. You were surprised I'd seen the Blair Witch Project? Or you were not surprised? Oh, no, I was surprised by that. I forgot about that. Yeah, so, well, listeners, thanks for joining us for that Halloween episode here in early November. I'm Matt Anderson. Happy Halloween. I'm Ben DiVono. Ne- ne- next year's Halloween. Yeah, we're the Sci-Fi Christians signing off. Goodbye. You know, I just remember that when I watched The Shining last spring, I think we had a plan to record it, but then save it for Halloween. And then you said you didn't want to do that. I can't yeah. remember what, but uh, what were you for Halloween this year? Me? I was Spider-Man again, as I am most years. I don't. I don't. And, and I don't mean any disrespect, yes. but I don't respect adults who dress up even, for Halloween. Even with their kids? Yeah. Because I, I'm not being silly. I have no idea. I About 10, I mean, at least 10 years ago, I had a Spider-Man costume, and I know that because I, I see it on Facebook Memories. I don't remember why I bought an adult, like, real Spider-Man exactly. costume like 10 to 15 years ago, but I've had it all these years, so I end up using it quite often. Yeah. But I hear you. I will say adults, in terms of respect... So here's the level. Most respect adults who do not dress up. <laughs> Second tier, which is quite a drop, is adults who dress up for their kids. Okay, thank you. Yeah, that's great. Next tier down, adults with coordinated costumes with their kids. Oh, you don't like that because we did that yeah. last year. Last year we were all superheroes. That's not, Again, I was that's Spider-Man. Not and they, okay. And then the lowest level of respect is adults who dress up without any children present. Okay, so that would be me years ago. What about couples costumes? Because this year, Des and I were a couples costume. That, it's so far down. <laughs> this year, uh, she was a, a uh, bandit, and I was a Spider-Man, to, you know, like criminal hero. I feel know. like the Spider-Man thing's kind of the nexus all the costumes revolve around. No, but in general, <laughs> just I don't respect adults who dress up. All right, well, with that, goodbye and happy Halloween. Yeah, goodbye. I did it once, and I, I didn't respect myself that year. What were you one year? Walter White. Oh, that's a great costume for you. No, I, I didn't like it. I, I, and every time I see those pictures, I lose a little self-respect. Okay. Well, so when I say that, it's not a judgment against other people. It's a judgment against everybody. Everybody, myself included. I don't, I don't respect how I behaved that year. Okay. Well, uh, I, let's just end this episode. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>